This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media Podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? What's up, everybody? We are broadcasting live from the Betfred Sportsbook Studio. This is Old Man Strength. Thanks for hopping on, everybody. We uh, have a special uh, co-host and a special guest tonight. Uh, of course, Tim is normally uh, part of the uh, the Old Man Strength group here, but he had some issues. So, of course, we threw up the bat signal. And Steph Copley from Title IX Podcast <laughs> and Cyclone Fanatic decided to make the, make the call, answer the call. Steph, thank Wait you. Wait a second. So Am I Michael Keaton in this analogy? Is that me? Sure. Yeah. I, I didn't. It was a quick moment. I didn't have time to search for a Batgirl. Um, and, you know, but just like anything else, Batgirl gets the shaft. She doesn't get the normal That's right. signal. Doesn't That's get... Right. All the fanfare. So, but truth be told, the Michael Keaton Batman is one of the OG Batman. So I'm I'm here for that. I accept. Hundred percent answered the call. Hundred percent. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having I me. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I will let you. Uh, well, how's things going with you, Steph? I know it's been a busy week for you. You had an episode of Title Nine that, that published today. Uh, your Substack uh, blog is is. Uh, yes. I, I love that. Why don't you tell Thank everybody you. about that? So I just started a Substack column um, in collaboration with the Iowa Writers Collaborative, and uh, it's been something that I, writing has been a passion of mine for a very, very, very long time. And I kind of let the creative writing go when I became a lawyer and stuck to legal writing. And this opportunity came up about a month ago, and I'm running with it. So I'm writing a re- weekly column um, in collaboration with them. And you can it's check awesome. it out at Substack. It's called It Was Never Addressed. Yep. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, it comes right to my email. I'm able to read it right in there. So nice job out of you. Good Thank job. You. Thanks. Yeah. 
why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight? Okay. So our guest tonight on Old Man Strength is not an old man. His name is Nick Oson <laughs> Alert, and he's also the beat the Iowa State beat writer for 247 Sports. Nick, happy to see you again. Great to see you both. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You know, I've seen obviously a lot about this podcast and all of your respective work, and I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, Funny story, I was telling these guys beforehand, uh, I think I met Nick briefly at an event. It might have been at the We Will Collective event that, of course, Steph was part of. That's when I met uh, Nick the first time, too. That's where I met him, too. So, uh, And I was slightly shocked that he even knew who I was, so that was kind of nice. That means you're a celebrity, Chris. Uh, At least E-list. At least. E-list. I'll take it. I'll take it. It beats the F's that I got in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, uh, as I was telling you guys, I'll tell the listeners, I was driving home from Ankeny one time, and this car pulls up next to me, and this guy is frantically waving at me, and my wife goes, who is that? And I go, I think it might be Nick Osen, but I'm not entirely sure. And, of course, my wife's response is like, well, how do you know him? And I was like, from Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> so, That's how all and, the uh, the important people know each other, right? Twitter. It's the best right. part to kind of start these uh, organic relationships. It's true. It really is. It's it's a little tough to tell the kids not to meet any strangers off the internet when the majority of the people that I meet are um, from the internet. Like so, one of but, Brooke Johnson, one of my very best friends in the entire world, is a she started as a Twitter friend. So love I love Brooke. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think that, but it's true. So I Nick, we gave you really cool in, in kind of this cyclone nation. Cyclone yes. Twitter, yeah. How everybody's yeah. just able to connect so easily. And Nick, I'll tell you too that. Um, okay. Well, just for some background, why don't you tell the listeners when you started as the cyclone beat reporter and when you um, started with, you know, when you moved to Iowa and started becoming part of that Iowa state community, because I have a thought that you just, um, you just brought up when you said the cyclone Twitter community that I don't know if you maybe saw the start of that. So I want to get that background first before I launch into this story. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I moved here, uh, December of 2021, like just at the end of it, just a couple days before the new year, uh, came from out east, but originally from the Midwest, uh, just from Wisconsin, Madison area. And I've been with, you know, 247 Sports uh, just in this position for just about a year and a half covering the Cyclones. And, you know, I've, I spoke on it in a couple of shows this week. I've really, uh, you know, enjoyed it. And, and I think this fan base really is pretty special here. It's okay. So what I was going to mention was that during COVID, the um, Cyclone Twitter community really rallied together. It was like one big electronic virtual game watch every Saturday uh, for (laughs) football. And it was honestly, I this is kind of sad to say, but it's also true to say I'm not sure I would have gotten through that without Twitter. And it was Mm. just like this. um, I don't know. There some voices really got elevated during that time. And it was like, we knew who was going to make what joke at what moment during the game. And it became this pretty tight knit community virtually. And so I'm glad that you are seeing the result of that when you hopped in and in at the end of 2021, because it really did become something special, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, like my second day, So as uh, Chris kind of knows now, I live in Ankeny. So I was actually headed out of town and I just, you know, I'd seen Bebops. I'd heard it was like this Iowa type place (laughs) picture and I sent it like out on Twitter and within probably 10 minutes, 
like 20 people were saying, oh, that's the spot in Iowa. Oh, what did you order? You know, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, all right, everybody's pretty connected here. This is yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nothing rallies the cyclone Twitter like food places, alcohol and, and, and alcohol. Stupid and Twitter polls. Right? right. I uh it's funny that you mentioned 2020 and, and being able to connect with, with Twitter fans because I was one of the few that actually still went to the games during 2020. Yeah. And it's amazing that you can actually get Twitter access inside Jack Tri Stadium. It was awesome to be able to actually watch a live game and be able to interact with What's Twitter. that like? Tell us. Because it was none of, the rest of us have no idea. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about it now because <laughs> I'm I'm, you know, everybody and their mother is back in there. But yeah, for that brief 2020, it was awesome. But Steph, you're exactly right, man. That that I know it's cliche when people say that, but it was really true to be able to have a connection with people like that during covid oh my gosh i and and i honestly i don't know if we would not have had sports i'm not oh. entirely sure Ooh. how i was gonna function because yeah, i I'm, was i, feel I was the at same my wits way. end so sometimes i think about it and i get the heebie-jeebies so i just don't even let my mind go there or i yeah. just look at it like what it is right now when it's just baseball that's how i feel <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. it's not just baseball chris there's the National Women's Soccer League and the, the Women's World Cup is about to start. In the Women's World Cup, I am super excited for. Okay, so, good. Yes. Good save. I appreciate that. Th yeah, that leads into probably our first question. Nick, you were in Colorado uh, about a week and a half ago, watched Omaha Blue uh, make that team. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Chris. So that was actually, you know, something that just kind of came about you know, really just in the recent weeks before that. And I'm so grateful that I was able to be out there. You know, obviously everybody around here and really throughout the country is starting to know about Omaha Blue. You know, I'll start with him. He really kind of established himself. He was already obviously a five-star and, you know, is set to be a cyclone. But I, I know kind of just being around some, you know, scouts out there and like other media writers, even from kind of like the national landscape, I don't think they quite realized how much of an offensive game Omaha really added uh, in That's the last cool six or seven months. Yeah, so I, I think that was definitely something cool from like a Cyclones lens. And, you know, just overall, just kind of being there. Obviously, Coach Otzelberger was there. And all of these coaches from around the country, like Coach Self, um, you know, Duke coaches like Coach Shire, North Carolina coaches, they were all just kind of coming in to watch some of their recruits, you know, guys that are fighting to make Team USA. And it was just an experience that I, I hadn't really kind of seen or been a part of before, mm -hmm. whether it's the level of basketball, you know, the different coaches that I mentioned and just kind of some of the access that we got with the players. It was uh, it was pretty special. Is it fair to say that Iowa State fans are going to be very impressed with this game? I mean, Definitely. because the bar is high. Yeah, but you know what? I think that actually it's gotten higher, at least for my lens, just because of what I've seen. And I hope, I mean, I, I know you too well enough to know, you know, not only are you major fans, but you're, you're tapped into everything going on. I hope that fans kind of understand this isn't like a type of talent or player that's going to kind of be able to come all the time because oh, no. you know, right. he's a five-star right. and just happened to be in the state. And I mean, I'm pretty confident that he's got a fantastic shot at, at getting drafted let's just say after not too much time at Iowa state. Sure. So I hope that, that they're really ready for that. Yeah. And that's not a typical Iowa state 
path right now. You know, that's not that's not the way we love the George Niangs because of the way they hung around or the Melvin Edgems because of the way they hung around and were stars for the whole the whole four years. But that's not that typical in the college game, especially with your elite programs. So this is going to be a change of pace for Iowa State fans. And you're right. I hope we go into the season with that mentality, knowing that we might only get one season with them and just enjoy every possession we can. Yeah. We've been spoiled a little bit too with, with Omaha coming in, we had Tyrese there, we, yes. had, you know, and then you talk about Monte and, and that whole group and so on. First McDonald's all American we've had since Marcus Pfizer. Marcus obviously uh, is a co-host on side of the storm here on three beards media. He talks very highly of Omaha uh, and is super excited to watch his game. Um, has TJ kind of, change do you think a little bit of his philosophy going in knowing he's going to be gone so quickly and and you know let, let's not forget also there are two other cyclones at that at that uh, olympic tryout as well which blows my mind uh i sent a tweet out uh after when they said that uh, milan and jackson was out there with him i was like you know that's four cyclones for the team USA TJ, tryout, you mean yeah yeah because tj was out there as well so you know the olympics runs through aims as far as i'm concerned <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think first off, speaking of that, Chris, it, it actually really was, you know, pretty incredible because there weren't a lot of like college, uh, maybe college centric, like beat writers mm. out there. You know, it was a lot more regional. So it was cool. You know, I obviously have been around Coach TJ for a year and a half, uh, Omaha for about a year. And then Milan is actually from about 40, 45 minutes from where I grew up in Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've gotten the chance to cover him in high school a little bit. Uh, even just since this job. So that was kind of a cool sense of familiarity. I think that Jackson Pavletsky is, you know, going to be a knockdown shooter and somebody that has oh, a thank bright, God. Yeah. <laughs> and career. These it's next been so years. long. Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah. I, I would definitely, like I mentioned to Steph, raise those expectations a little bit in terms of just even this overall kind of like offensive ability and efficiency. And as for, you know, TJ kind of shaping things with Omaha. It's going to be really interesting because obviously the team is pretty well underway in terms of summer workouts. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, mm -hmm. obviously in Europe uh, fighting for a gold medal right now and the team's well on their way. So fortunately for the staff and for Omaha, I think he's somebody that can just come in with his play style, his game, his work ethic, and just kind of naturally fit into where the team is at and kind of bend from there. And we've always heard, too, and seen that TJ tends to be one of those coaches where people don't fit into a system. He figures out the system with the players that he has. And so if ever there was a coach to be able to transition from a horrible offensive team to something where we, okay, maybe we have something here. It sounds like it's it's Coach, coach Otzelberger. Yeah, I think what's been really cool in my you know two seasons, we'll say, around here the personnel's obviously changed a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. the portal's been really helpful for the last couple seasons. The portal giveth year, and the portal take it away, take it away. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be kind of that mix, right? Of portal additions, players back, like Jones, King, Lipsy, and then some of these incoming freshmen. So I, I think that's an awesome point, Steph. I think that is probably one of Coach TJ's biggest strengths. And, mm -hmm. and I think he definitely has several with roster construction, but I think you know, I, I know for a fact that I've been excited about where this team is at really since March or April. So I while wow. I the summer, wow. I can't wait to see this this basketball team truly. Okay, that's exciting. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I am I'm super excited. 
Steph, you said something about uh, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. <laughs> uh, when Hunter left, I was probably Ooh. one. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, when he left, I was probably one of the few that was like, I'm kind of excited to see what Tame and Lipsy can do. You know what I mean? I mean, if you remember when he was being recruited, he was one of the first guys that TJ went to and made sure was still on board. He knew, I think, how important he was. And everybody was talking about how great he was. I, I mean, Hunter being there, I think, overshadowed a mm-hmm. little bit of that, of him coming in. And when he left, I think everybody was freaking out. I was kind of excited to see what Lipsy could do. Yeah, you know, Chris, I, I think that, though I think we would agree that was kind of one of the uh, more rare takes with it. You were not alone. <laughs> I did That's a really politically correct way of saying it. <laughs> right. Thank you, um, Nick. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I did see a few people like that. And you know what's a cool thing? And this is a testament to the fan base, you know, Coach TJ, Coach Blount, Coach Green, you know, the staff, and of course, Taman. He came in and, and I think surpassed just about everyone's expectations. Mm. And I think yeah. it showed not only the ability of the staff, but again, like the Omaha point, we're getting this high three-star, four-star kid from right down the road. And now he's a guy, Steph, like you mentioned, like the George Niangs and mm-hmm. you know Melvin Edgems. Lipsy's a guy that's going to be here for at least three to four years. And from what you know, we've seen with our own eyes and kind of some of the, the great buzz that I have heard from workouts so far, I think he's going to be a fixture for years to come, and I think he's elevated his game even more. That's great. Please, this is please good tell news. me that means he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot. That right? That's that's. that's I, I think there's, there's <laughs> even more comfort there, uh, though. I I still think at times he was even better than people kind of expected last year. But now, even if he's not quite at that level, which again I think he will be. You've got shooters all over sure. the floor where he can. It's just a different makeup, right? Yeah, kick, yeah, or or create for others. I think it's. I don't want to get fans like too high, but I, I really do think it's going to be some beautiful basketball. I do. That's so great to that's, hear that's, because that's, it's just, been hideous, <laughs> just disgusting. I'll take wins, but I, man, yeah. it's been brutal to watch. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, it's been rough. The 42-43 wins just aren't aren't doing it for me. I'm sorry, Steve, <laughs> so, and I. I know I'm sure obviously you guys are lifelong fans. So it was, you know, different. And I'm sure you, you loved like sometimes with hoy ball and stuff, oh but I would say not being here for that and, you know, sitting on the Hilton floor, like in those intense games, Chris, that you just referenced, I kind of liked how much just every single. Yes. I will say that was the last two years have been some of the most fun to cheer for in terms of just knowing that these guys are giving it their every last ounce of energy, blood, sweat and tears. And that part has been so much fun. The product has not always translated necessarily, but they there's no doubt in my mind that they were bought in playing hard playing for coach playing for Iowa State and that is the best kind of Iowa State team there is I totally agree. I I related quite a bit I'm going to show my old man strength here <laughs> Steph you're way too young to to probably comprehend this but the the first team that Tim Floyd had after Hoiberg and Beecham and those guys left was you know a makeup of Willoughby and Pratt and 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 Kelvin Cato and I remember all last year going, this team and the way they play reminds me of that so much. 
kind of put together. Nobody gave them a chance. Mm -hmm. They're scrappy. They play a lot of defense. And it was the same way. They would win games, but at the end of it, you felt like you ran like a 5K marathon. A 5K? Oh, whoop. What was that? Well, I, I don't run, Steph, so I probably don't know the proper terminology. All right. You felt like so, you ran a long way. I felt like I walked up the stairs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of breath. I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. Okay. I got it. So, but yeah, that's, but I'm excited now for a little bit of, of run and gun and, and, and let's run them out of the gym kind of a deal. So, yeah, that's awesome to hear, Nick. I'm glad that was a good update. A yeah, positive update. I, I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be a blast because as we know with Coach Otzelberger and this staff, they're not gonna lose that defensive backbone either. Oh, That's yeah. why I mean I've had conversations, you know, friends I've made in Iowa, random fans on the boards, and like even people a little closer to the university. I I mean, I didn't grow up a Cyclones fan, right? So there's not that type of bias here. I think that this team is getting a little bit overlooked right now, even on these preseason rankings that I know these guys do not care about. Sure. I, I know that. But, you know, when you're not seeing them mention top 28, 30, 35, kind of wondering what they're missing, because I can tell you there aren't 15 or 20 more talented teams in the country this year. I'm this okay is the best place for an Iowa State team to be. <laughs> right. Yes. Like overlooked, chip on the shoulder. It gets very uncomfortable for Iowa State fans when we have eyeballs on us and we're getting the recognition that we deserve. It gets things get very uncomfortable. Everyone gets hives and starts itching. So I'm I'm cool with that position. Or as I like to call it, the 2021 football season. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Chris. Well, we'll we'll transition into football real quick here. Uh Nick, uh, I, I guess what I'll ask is I'll, I'll, I'll ask the elephant in the in the room here a question, uh, not specific names or whatever, but with the decision that came down from the NCAA yesterday and the uh, changes to punishments or whatever, are you hearing any optimism maybe outside out of the football uh, complex about people and maybe what may or may not be happening now? Should I'm yeah, only sure. I'm only snickering because I feel like optimism might be too strong of a word after, but maybe right. a little no, more. I, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I, I'm, I'm an no. Can open. No, I just <laughs> that's no, no, a good I, that's a good place to be. I'm just not there. <laughs> and, and in life, Chris, I'm there next to you. But right, yeah, you know, with, in life with uh, you know, with with this kind of more complex situation, how I've kind of answered, you know, this the last couple of days. Um, on your media you know, tour. <laughs> would be I don't think that the timing of uh, this release was you know coincidental or, or happenstance and I mm -hmm. do think I'm just going to stick with kind of what I said earlier which is essentially this Chris I feel like that you know elephant in the room or the dark cloud or however fans have really really been you know worried or, or concerned and I don't blame people obviously I don't think kind of the results are going to be essentially maybe as bad as people feared in terms of like covering the whole season or like, hmm. this is what this season's going to be about. Now, obviously uh, there's a reason we haven't publicly, or I can tell you as of a couple of days ago, the university hasn't even gotten more. It's because uh, the investigative committee committee is going through this with like a fine tooth comb, which I think is good in terms of, wanting to be accurate, especially mm -hmm. with the breakdown of potential punishments and it maybe not being as bad as a lot of people thought. 
Um, but like Steph said, you know, optimistic, maybe a bit far, but right. truly, I, I think it's going to be, uh, I'd say trending that way, Chris, in terms of a little more positive as well as a, a potential timeline. So Nick, I, you mentioned investigative committee. Were you referencing the NCAA when you said that, or were you re- referencing the Iowa, um, agency? Yeah. So that was still a little bit more of, uh, I think the exact acronyms like the DCI, but yeah. that was a little more, yeah, towards them. Um, just because, you know, I know, like I mentioned, a lot of uh, connected people with the Iowa State football program are like getting a little time off with vacation and such mm-hmm. right now. But when I was able to kind of check in here and there before that, um, those results were still kind of being waited on, which okay. again, I, I think is really going to end. I'll say this. I mean, it's a bit of speculation, but I think that's going to end up being a good thing. I, I think it's a really good thing that they didn't just throw these names out there. And I agree with that. I agree, I come out. Um, it's just, it's so frustrating um, because there's the DCI piece of it. And then there's the NCAA piece of it. And those two things are not going to be the same. And there's going to be inevitably so much confusion and frustration with, well, this doesn't match this. This is not illegal. This is an NCAA violation. And I just, I am so apprehensive for when all I want this all to come out so we can be done with it and just move on and focus on the season. But I'm so I'm anxious and apprehensive and honestly dreading the reaction because I just know there's going to be confusion and misinformation. And because those, those are two separate governing bodies and it's going to be a little bit of a mess. So good luck with that, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. You know, part of me is like, <laughs> I'm ready for this to be wrapped up too, but I'm, I'm sure. also, you know, enjoying talking about Omaha Baloo. And yeah. I mean, right. Right. Yeah. Right. because it is interesting at this point in the summer, guys like you are deep down the rabbit hole of football analysis, yeah. roster analysis, all of that. And that's just not happening quite yet. I think everyone's taking a bit of a um, pause because it could all change at the, you know, in a split second. So I, it's, yeah. it's been an interesting summer that way. Yeah, no, that's a really good way to put it. Step. I'm fortunate though. Um, and you know, if this is something you guys want to touch on or not, but I'm fortunate the football staff has been, you know, hot on the recruiting trail this yes. month. That is yes, not only things to write about, but things <laughs> to be excited about, which is, uh, it's really refreshing after there was a solid, probably two weeks when like the the gambling wonders mm. and such were like kind of taken over for sure. Yeah. Well, if we've learned anything, certain investigations are on their own timeline and not necessarily anybody yeah. else's. If we have not right. learned that in the last few years. Um but as far as recruits, I saw we got a couple twins that signed up yesterday. I saw your tweet for that. Uh what do you think of this class that he's putting together? It looks pretty good. Uh, those two, I, I will just say those, the pictures of those two twins, they kind of look like they could start next week already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, these are, are, I'd hate to see their, their grocery bill. Those poor parents, I bet they can't wait to get them to college so they can get them on some kind of training <laughs> table, save some money. These are a couple big ones, Chris, like they I'll are. Speak on, on the Helton twins first. And I just mean, you know, in, in magnitude, really, um, and one awesome. of these players, I would say Brent, <laughs> uh, one twin is, is like a good player. And Wade has the potential to be special, actually, like mm-hmm. a high three-star guy, power five offers from all over the country. Uh, you know, Ryan Clanton is, you know, I don't, I don't know if what we can kind of say on here, but he's kicking some butt, you know, on the recruiting trail. I've been really impressed with 
his leadership, his energy, his ability to connect with players so quickly. And the class as a whole, Chris, I'm actually a pretty big fan. I think that, you know, even though I work for a company that kind of specializes in, in ratings, which are important, I, I do think people need to sometimes recognize you can kind of like watch some film too, or like yeah. the offer lists are important. Yeah. I think the class is a, a little underrated uh, compared to what it should be. I think they've got probably eight to nine guys that can make an impact in year one or two. And I think when you see that in a class of guys that are only, you know, 16, 17 right now uh, going into their senior years is, is a big accomplishment. That's another look at you. You're like the uh, bringer of good news tonight, Nick. I know, right? <laughs> we needed this today. Yeah, we did. I couldn't well, come, gonna... I couldn't come and podcast with you guys and be a bunch of bad news. Come on. I like that. I'm glad to hear that. Nick, how did you uh how did you grow up in terms of fandom? Were you a Badgers fan or or yeah. where did you Okay. Yeah, so college uh Badgers fan. Um Did you go to Wisconsin? I did. I, okay. I went to yeah, University of Wisconsin. Okay. Um you know, the fandom there gets a little uh iffy, you know, with this job. I will say, and, and, and the readers know this too. I'm not just saying this with you guys. Uh, I was definitely cool with Iowa State beating Wisconsin to get to the Sweet 16. Oh. That's a legit thing. Uh, and as for pro, diehard Bears. I believe Chris Bears fan too. Yeah. Yes. Um, diehard Cubs. And then kind of kind of wherever LeBron is at for NBA. Okay. So wow. how is the transition to – Ames, how does it? I mean, was it difficult to kind of let go of that fandom a little bit, or was it a pretty easy transition? Yeah, I would say for football, it was easy. Okay, um, I've always been as much as I really like football, I've always been more of a basketball guy, but you know, just it, it kind of happened at a perfect time. I mean, I was, I was, I'm gonna sound young here, but like I was in <laughs> classes and taking tests with like some of the players that were just on the Badgers team, like think two years ago still like working on group projects things mm -hmm. like that so that was interesting but then once they kind of finished up was about the same timeline I got a little bit more into media and, and then made the move here so just kind of distancing myself with that um and, and truly like being immersed into you know this this fan base like I'm not sure I, I know how busy you two are you know I, I put just kind of personal updates with my readers and stuff sometimes but I really do mean it that, you know, whether I'm here for five more years or 50 years, like I'm not sure there are too many places and just in terms of welcoming in and sheer dedication to their program um, that have the Cyclones fans beat. That's really nice. Well, yeah, and I know well, you mean that too. It's just very sweet. No, for real. Thank you. Yeah. Was it was it hard to kind of immerse yourself within the coaching staffs? Was there an element of distrust there or kind of an arm's length relationship? Or did they welcome you in fairly quickly too? Yeah, that's actually uh that's been actually my second favorite thing about being here and why I know for a fact it's gonna be um you know, hard if I ever do get an opportunity to leave because, you know, I won't name other places, but like these, these coaches, these players, these media staffers, like they really make you feel welcome and important. Uh, yeah. Like other spots haven't always. And that's why, you know, I'm always going to kind of have like a, a soft spot or terms of respect for what they do um, and kind of like looking out for that to an additional level. So I would say, Steph, 
Uh, you know, maybe it, it took a little time, um, sure. but I, I would say it was that was just more like, hey, who's the new guy type thing? Uh, <laughs> who's this know? kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it's it's actually been pretty smooth. And like it's a it's a reason why this place has actually kind of become like a, a home and a fully immersed environment for sure. That's great to hear. That's well, you really know, great Nick- to hear. There's a reason why they say loyal sons forever true because once it's in your blood, it's hard to get it's hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard not to fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Listen, let's take a break. Uh, we're gonna get an ad from Revelton Distilling Company, our primary sponsor, Rob and Christy down in Osceola. Uh, they have a beautiful tasting room that you guys should go down and check out and check out all their their spirits anywhere at High V or Fairway. And then we come back, Nick. Uh, I want to switch from sports and talk a little bit more in depth about you and, and, and what you're about and things like that. So, uh, we're going to hear from Revelton. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farm who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. All right. You know, I was on vacation uh, last week in Mississippi and took a bottle of their rye whiskey down there and may or may not have drank so much that I drunk FaceTime George Trice um, from the pool. So that is not a sentence that most people can say. I know. Right. I'm I'm if anything unique and break the mold. So that's uh, before before the break, Nick, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I heard you on, uh, on Sean's show today on the drive, uh, which was super cool. And you had talked a little bit about just kind of what you did before about how much you love covering the cyclones and whatever. And it got me to thinking maybe what's one thing in your career that you really wanted and you missed out on, but now that you see how things are, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Ooh, I love these questions. That's a really good question, Chris. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty specific here. Uh, as I was looking to leave uh, my prior spot, which was ESPN, and I have, you know, really nothing but but good things to say about them for the most part. Um, I had mentioned on Sean's show today that probably a couple months before I got this position, I was looking to leave. And, you know, one of the first spots that I kind of applied for uh, was in the reporting realm uh, and I didn't get it. But like, I'm not again, I'm I'm really not just trying to say this because, you know, I like you guys and I know you're like diehard clones people like I say it at Iowa State. I've said it when I've spoken to a couple classes. I'm not sure I could have handpicked a better spot to be next, whether it's the people, the Midwest, like really good athletics programs that I believe are on the rise. And then again, I, I just say people, people, people like you can't replicate that type of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So 
in the moment when I didn't get that uh, position, I really wanted, you know, Chris and Steph, I was pretty bummed. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a sensitive dude. So like I was pretty emotional <laughs> about that. But Listen, you're talking to two right. very sensitive and emotional people. Right. So we get it. But, Let me tell you how many no. times I cried in those three months. I didn't have a job, Nick. Definitely. Let me tell you how many times I cried in the last three minutes. <laughs> but then, you know, like the last one was when I asked her to be a co-host <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> like you just, you know, you kind of trust where you're at. I just put my head down. I, I kept doing my thing out east and trusting that, you know, something would come up and, and this did. So I would say whatever I may have missed, it would not have been what I'm doing now, Chris. And I think what I'm doing now is uh, a beautiful thing that kind of provides different challenges and memories every week, you know? Where, if I can ask, and you can say no comment or I plead the fifth if you don't want to answer, where was that reporting gig? What state was it? Um, yes, yeah, so I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was, okay. uh, again, Midwest, which is funny. Um, it was actually in Illinois. Um, so that's mm. that's where I grew up in Madison, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. but um, born in Rockford, Illinois. That was my first few years of my life. And my family's actually back there. So like, oh, you know, the yeah. family, yeah, the family aspect is huge for me. Um, you know, I unfortunately lost like a couple close, close family members while I was out east. So that mm-hmm. was kind of my um, kind of not, not breaking point, but you know, the tipping yeah. point of like, all right, I want to get back to the Midwest. Um, so that was unfortunate at the time, but like, I mean, the perfect example, just this weekend, you know, it's, it's heading into the holidays, just four hours from family. So even living here, hop in the car with, you know, my, my girlfriend who's very supportive and we get to go spend some time with them. That's great. That's great. Yeah. What well, was po- probably an unfortunate moment. It was the catalyst for how you're here. Definitely. I appreciate that. So you grew up in Rockford, Illinois. Tell us a little bit about Nick growing up, Rockford, Illinois. What was Baby what was Nick? Like? Baby Nick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember a thing here and there from Rockford, but definitely I could tell you whatever you'd like about, you know, my time in Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I come from a uh, so my, my parents got divorced. I've got, you know, one biological brother super close with uh, five step siblings. You know, both sets of parents have gotten remarried, which has been awesome. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I just keep mentioning this stuff. I, I know Chris was talking about it, but just because it just happened like two hours ago, um, you know, when I was on with Sean and like I've got all sides of my family kind of texting me about Aww. it and saying like, oh. you know, that's they- so great. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, family is a huge, huge, huge piece for me. You know, I'll mention this story, actually. Uh, Chris, you probably heard earlier, but Steph, you'll, you'll definitely love this. So I mentioned that I was like big time LeBron James fan. Mm-hmm. And so when I kind of knew, not that like, oh, dude, you're going to make it or something like that, but like that I could chase this, right? I was, uh, I was about 19. LeBron and the Cavs were playing in Milwaukee. And I had like a random internship. I was not getting paid for it, but like it was good experience. You know, I walk into the Cavaliers locker room and LeBron is there, um, you know, in in an ice bath. And I'm standing here like like here's me. And like right next to me is uh, this sports writer. I grew up reading in Wisconsin. Tom Oates, legendary dude there. And I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm not kidding you guys. My legs are shaking. Like picture the, uh, the jellyfish and SpongeBob. And like, I'm shaking. 
I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm so nervous right now. And he just gives me like a little pat and he's like, you're okay, man. And so I get up a little bit off the scrum. I put my phone, you know, in front of LeBron's face, um, you know, to be able to like record. And what's on my phone case? Is it LeBron? But LeBron James. Stop. (laughs) I forgot to take it off. But he like saw it and just kind of gave me like the slightest nod. Oh, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna be able to do this. And like, you know, we we talked and and I've actually got the chance to do that a couple more times. But that was just kind of a moment. You know, it was like a, a childhood dream. Yes, it was one of those times. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you guys, you know, didn't know me as a kid, but like, ask anybody. Like, can you imagine if that was like an experience where? you know, he didn't give me the time or like, I, I really messed up. Like that would have really mm-hmm. kind of broken me for a little bit. Um, so that was really cool. And that's when I kind of knew I got back to the dorms in Madison and everybody was saying that they like heard my voice that night on the post game show. Back I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris back to the, the, dorms, <laughs> the, uh, the community room. I'm like, all right, yeah, that I'm going to give this a shot. <laughs> that is really cool. That is super cool. Steph, do you have a story like that? Anybody you've interviewed or or or, or met like that 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 you were just at one point you were just like I cannot believe. I'm um, I have two actually. Uh, I grew up a huge Yankees fan. Um, Derek Jeter was my childhood idol, and um, when he was getting close to retire, well, my family went to Royals games every summer. We had family in Kansas City, and we'd always go when they played the Yankees. So I saw him every season from when I was a little kid. And as he was getting close to retirement, we picked up and started going more often. And there was back-to-back games down in Kansas City. And he tossed me like his batting practice, like just whatever, tossed me the balls back-to-back mm. games. And I just remember thinking like, he's like paying attention, acknowledges that like he sees that I'm there back-to-back days. And it was just one of those, okay, these guys care. You know, they, they pay attention. Yeah. And then um, last season, my daughter, who has become a – hardcore Chiefs fan got to meet Patrick Mahomes and he got down and like talked to her as if she were another adult. He didn't treat her as a kid. He gave her like full eye contact just was, could not have been more kind and more wonderful to her. So I am forever a Patrick Mahomes fan now. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what it's like. I have to, mine would be, uh, interviewing dan mccarney on the podcast yes uh, did, and I did you run through a brick wall afterwards i i did two things he called us professionals so <laughs> he's we, clearly we, lying we, 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 or he was drinking one of the two i don't know <laughs> or whatever. maybe both uh but i remember we were at the outlet mall and i was done shopping and stacy was still walking around and i pulled my phone out and sat on this bench and i was like i'm just gonna send this guy a cold message on facebook messenger and 10 minutes later, my phone went off and he was like, I would love to come on. Let me know oh. when and where. And I was like stunned. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And then the other one is the other one is Marcus Pfizer. Sending him a message and him responding and then us becoming friends and things like that. And the fact that I just get random text messages from mm. Marcus Pfizer, who I, you know, grew up watching and and is just surreal to me. So I totally get it. And we've been lucky uh, on Title Nine to have Coach Fee from the world's uh, from the U.S. Women's National Team on. We got Holly Rowe on, Tracy Wolfson. Like we've been. Incredibly... Holly Rowe was was awesome. Oh my gosh! And those yeah. they have 
in those moments, these people don't know who we are. We're some podunk podcast in the middle of Iowa, but they have treated us like we are the most important things they're doing at, at that moment. And it's just, I know not all athletes, not all celebrities are like that, but those are the, those interactions, Nick, that stick with right. you forever. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old, eight years old, or 36 years old. It just, those positive interactions mean everything. So I'm going to take a quick break here. We're going to listen to Wintrust, and then I'm going to come back, Nick, and I'm going to ask you the Wintrust mortgage question of the pod. Uh, so, Be prepared. Uh, I, will, <laughs> I, I will give you the question. I'll play the ad, and then that, that gives you a little bit of time to think of an answer. And then we wrap up with my absolute favorite segment, dedicated the time that Steph told Tim to shut the F up. <laughs> so that she could talk and it's my absolute favorite. I need to all. clarify something about that. <laughs> I'll wait until we get to that segment, but I'm, okay. I'm going right. to clarify that and clear my name. Okay. Uh, so Nick, the question is you have a magic time machine that goes back 10 years and you have the opportunity to tell 2013 Nick Osen one piece of advice. What is that going to be? Hold your answer. This is what we call in the business a teaser. And then <laughs> I, you I professional no you. I am such a professional. I have no idea what I'm doing. Tim's usually in charge. I'm just here for the looks, which is perfect because it's an audio podcast. Okay, here we go. Kyle, I'm so sorry. This 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 transition is absolutely Off the rails. terrible. Are you in the market for a new house and unsure of the mortgage process? Want to know that you have someone looking out for you? Kyle Lehman from Wintrust Mortgage is a down-to-earth, knowledgeable lender who can be there for you in your corner. He can work with you in any of the 50 states and is just what you need to expand your home search. Kyle will work with you through the entire process with little to no work from you. Take the worry of the mortgage process out of the equation so that you can focus on looking for your dream home. Contact Kyle at www.wintrust.com forward slash Kyle dash Lehman or call him at 515-473-0546. All right. And we're back. I think Kyle is doing a guest spot on Hot Mess Happy Hour with the Wing Chicks, our oh, other geez. podcast. Is he so I probably, I probably should have asked him to renew his sponsorship before he went on that podcast. But again, I don't know what I'm doing around here. Okay, Nick. I think it's answer to the question. <laughs> answer to the question. You have a time machine. You go back and talk to Nick Osen, 2023 to 2013. What piece of advice are you giving him? Man, I got to say, you guys asked some good questions on this. Um, I think that I would say, I think that I would tell younger me. Uh, to just kind of be able to enjoy, I was I was closing out high school at that point, so um, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say stuff like that, Nick. <laughs> just, uh, this question just, doesn't work when you're under the age of thirty. <laughs> enjoy, um, you know, the rest of my high school career a little bit more, uh, not necessarily be stressing quite so much about. Um, you know, kind of college prep stuff or like being worried about, you know, kind of getting like the perfect grades and missing out on like social things. Uh, because I feel like, you know, the work that I, I was able to kind of figure out and put in at college um, probably could have made up for that. So I, I think I wish that I enjoyed that a little bit more, but 
Yeah, that's a great I don't know. Point. I was a nerd too, so I fully <laughs> appreciate high school nerds. Yeah, okay, good. We're okay. Definitely. We turned out okay. Oh, perfect. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We totally did. Yeah, we're running the world. I don't think you were a high school nerd. Let's just be clear here. What what do you think I was? I was I was clearly the class. I was a, I was the class clown. That's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times my dad threatened to send me to military school, which way I knew it was total bullshit because he couldn't afford that. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, there you go. All you right, wanna... Steph. Now okay. now's okay, your I'm time. Clear you can name. clear your name. And so then Nick, what happened? Let's just be clear about this. I did not tell anyone to STFU. Okay. What I was saying was a general, sometimes people, typically men, just need to shh and let the women talk. It was a generic STFU. It was not at Tim. It was not at Chris. It was not at anyone specific. It was generic. So I would just need to clarify that. Tim is a kind, kind man. It was not his fault. So Chris, no more of that. My version is much funnier. (laughs) (laughs) So you get this opportunity, Nick, to just allow us to be silent. And you get to kind of stand on your soapbox and say whatever it is you want to say, whatever thing has been bothering you, whatever just like little message you need to get out into the universe and let let that weight just fly off your shoulders. And we're going to take it for you. That's what this segment is about. Chris, what do you want to say? I can tell you. It is also also sponsored partially by Steph. Yes. And that we ask that in honor of this segment, you go donate to the Young Women's Resource Center so that we can help empower young women such as Steph and as a model of Steph. And the whole reason we did this, Nick, is because the podcast I was on came right after the overruling of Roe v. Wade. And so I was on a... I was on one that night and I was, that was my opportunity to say, let's give back to some young women in the community. So that that's the full circle moment. There you go. Yes. Yes. So now that, you know, here's your <laughs> moment. The soapbox is yours. Definitely. Uh, you know, I you're, really appreciate you're too you guys. nice of a guy. You're not going to have anything to say. Steph, you're supposed to STFU when they talk. You're not, you're not even good at your own segment. I'm good that's at my own segment when I'm the one talking. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Go. No, I mean, that's a pretty good read. You know, I uh, actually the only type of thing I would say or, or really request, quite honestly, is just, uh, you know, I've felt very appreciated, a high sense of appreciation, you know, getting asked to be on this show from Chris, you know, doing it with you guys uh, on this show here tonight, obviously, as the host, uh, you know, kind of the support that I've had and felt in this fan base and the welcomingness, um, you know, it's been really cool. I, I really, I think this shows stuff that I'd be in a good spot. Cause I don't think I could really think of something that's been bothering me in the, uh, recent past or near future. So good. I would say, I think that's an awesome, uh, you know, idea though. And, and I greatly appreciate the time. I mean, I, I truly love it here and the people are a big reason why I have something for you on your behalf. <laughs> I just want <laughs> Chris. To I knew it. This is great. Go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I'm supposed I, to STFU. I want fans. I don't think this is happening to you now. I don't. 
But when you have to report bad news, I want fans to appreciate the fact that you are the messenger. You are not the one creating the message and to just give you a break. You are doing the best you can. And I, again, I don't think that's happening now. I think you, you've clearly enjoyed your experience so far, but I, just as a reminder, because it will happen at some point, you're going to have a story where you're like, oh, I don't want to hit publish on this. And I hope that in those moments, fans give you the grace that you deserve because again, that you're just doing your job. I like that. I appreciate that, Steph. And you know, other fan bases, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Maybe around uh, around this state. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, what? What do you maybe mean? Maybe that is an issue. But here, I really do think I've been lucky for sure. That's great to hear. I'm really glad to hear that. Nick, how excited are you to try the Ames Lager? That's the that's the real yeah. question. Man, I don't know, Chris. If I'm more excited, you know, to to try it or to just get some because of that beautiful label. Because quite honestly, um. You know, I'm sure all of us on here, I know Steph, you know, cool with the man that made it happen in Brent Bloom. I think uh, I think it actually came out super, super cool. Um, and I know that when my, you know, my my brother who has adopted the Cyclones and when my family comes uh, in the fall, I'll definitely have to make sure they have some of those to enjoy. Uh, I'll be heading into the press box, so I probably can't partake. But... <laughs> That's a celebratory one for afterwards. Yes. Right. That, that'll be sweet. I... And I think the timing of that was awesome. Yeah. And the, I will just tell you the can, the design of the can was not easy. It was a back and forth and trying to figure. And I was so, I was worried. And the fan base reaction has been incredible. So mm -hmm. kudos to Westo, the designers that did that, to Brent, to everyone involved. Yeah, it looks great. And I, the board, I, I like absolutely. The, yeah, I like the retro look of it. I'm super excited for it. And Nick, let's be honest. You can just slide that in and, and smuggle it in just like the rest of us. <laughs> like the rest of us? Who's the rest oh. of us? I'm sorry. Steph, do you sit in the in the special seats where you get beer served? Because I don't. I don't either. Oh, <laughs> section I, L. I sit up in section L. Nobody checks me I thought you were talking about like the press box people. I was like, who else no, is doing no, that? Let I'm me know like, who those guys are. Us, the okay. rest of us like, peasants sit the, in jackets. Yes. Okay. Kitchen. That's me yeah. too. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I would never smuggle something in. Who are you? What? No, no not me. No, of course not. not at all. No, no, of course not. Never have I ever. Well, we, should, <laughs> we should probably end there. Nick, do you, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can subscribe to your to your work uh, so that they can get your, your articles and, and your content because uh, we want to make sure that they get that. Yeah, thank you guys. So, um, you know, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. That's the that's how us three kind of met. Um, that's the main, you know, kind of spot for me. Uh, just search Nick Oson, uh, the real Nick Oson. I promise that's not to be funny. <laughs> if you look up just Nick Oson, there is somebody else out there just to always capitalize. Um, and you know, you find my work, uh, Cyclone Alert two four seven. Um, you know, it's getting late in the day, but we actually have a fifty percent off special till midnight out here. So if you hey. catch the show, take a peek. Uh, but I appreciate, you know, the fan base and this show has been awesome. Again, it, it actually went by too quick. This was cool. And Nick, I told you this at that We Will event, but I have not heard a single person say anything but amazing things about you. So good job creating a very positive reputation for yourself right out of the gate. So kudos. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Agreed. Chris, I don't, I can't say the same about you. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Steph, why don't you tell everybody where uh, where they can find you? At Steph Copley on Twitter. 
uh, Title IX podcast drop every two weeks. So we just, um, like you said, Chris, we had one drop today. So um, listen to that and then catch us in another couple of weeks. Awesome. All right. Uh, just some things going on at Three Beards Media. Steph, uh, we do maybe have something kind of cool in the works for a T-shirt. I'll send you a little. <gasps> okay. I'll send you a little. I love a good T-shirt. I know you do. Uh, and, uh, you know, we let those hot mess happy hour women inside the Three Beards Media world. We opened the door to Hawkeyes. We have a new Hawkeye reaction show coming at the uh, this fall. Um, we're going to announce the guests there for that. we got to give equal time around here. We're like Fox News. Uh, <laughs> so fair and balanced, I suppose, which is probably a lot more than the real Fox News, but that's a whole other podcast. That I'm I'll come to, on that one. I was just going to say that I'm trying to get Steph to host. So, uh, Nick, thank you very much. Thank Steph, you, Nick. thank you for coming for to bail me, me out. Anytime. I uh, really appreciate it. This was great. Tim, uh, we hopefully will be back in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't know. He lives in Minnesota. Who knows what's going on up there with the <laughs> internet and whatever else. So, um, but, you know, weed's legal. So that's the most important thing. <laughs> this was awesome. Thank you both. Great, great thank seeing you. you again. For real. Yep. You too. All right. We will tailgate and have a beer. Ames Lager. Can't wait to see it. Brent, nice job out of you. And with that, we're going to close it out. Everybody have a great night. Uh-huh.